Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me is from executive producer Dick Wolf, Law & Order, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? I, I don't even know at this point. You don't even know at this point? No. Why is- who, who am I? It's the question that has confounded the internet for days on end at this point. If you want to tweet us, you could tweet us at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at, I don't know at this point, a few, I don't know, at Zach Mabry, Z-A-C Mabry. He also has like eight different fake accounts, um, but they're all locked. So if you're one of the... They're all for my different personalities. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Email us podcast at romancircusblog.com. Find us on iTunes. Rate and review us if you want. It really helps the podcast, or so I'm told. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else there are podcasts. All right, Zach. It's a uh, the last week of October, and we're usually uh, we're supposed to say something like, "Can you believe it's almost already November?" I mean, I, really though, like you look at the calendar and it's it's shocking. Yeah, it's uh, but it's always in the same spot every year, right? So it never never really uh, sneaks up on you. That's true. It's always um, it's always like clockwork, like calendar work, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes, thank you. If yeah. you're listening to the podcast for the very first time. That is the type of humor you can come to expect on this show. We're we're excellent content, okay? Oh yeah, we're great content. We were we were described this week as having a strange what was it? It was a it was last night and it was a compliment. Uh, it was a strange pace? Strange pace, yeah. Yeah. I we we're like uh we have like a Gold Bloom esque pace. I don't know, um, but I th- we're the yeah we're the Twilight Zone of podcasts. Yeah, I th- <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Strange Pace. It's always nice to get a compliment instead of some you know terrible blow to our ego. Yeah, like comparing us to NPR. <laughs> yeah. No, we're worse than NPR worse yeah it's because we don't get any government funding that's true well hopefully that changes next tuesday right we encourage you to all vote for proposition rcp which grants government funding to the roman circus podcast yes i mean i'm not saying be a single issue voter but you need to know where the candidates stand on this podcast (laughs) right (laughs) do you think if Ted Cruz knew about our podcast, do you think he would listen to us, or are we like not debatey enough for him? Um, I mean, isn't he an evangelical? Yeah, but I'm sure we have at least one evangelical listener. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. We're also I... we're also not drunk enough for Beto. So, okay, sorry. I just wanted to be. F- I, 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 we should have him on. Yeah, I just wanted to be fair and balanced. Ever since Fox News stopped saying fair and balanced, someone has to pick up the mantle and run with it. Pick up the torch and run with it, Zach. Not mantle. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we always try to avoid being like explicitly partisan, but I will say that um, I have friends who have met Senator Cruz and friends who have met Mister O'Rourke, and. Yeah. Uh, the ones who, I mean, there's just there's a difference. Like the ones who have met Beto, it's gonna be good. I mean, they they basically it's like they met like a rock star. They describe it, and the the people that have met Cruz, like they always kind of have to justify it of like, well, his principles were what really mattered to me. Like it, it I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that being the case. So that's why I think for podcast purposes. Maybe we would have Beto on instead of, I don't know. Sorry, oh. sorry, listeners. 
That would that would give us instant credibility with the youth that we're always seeking, Zach. Oh yes, the youth. Speaking of politics, it reminds me of the news. Is there any news to share with the people this week? Um Well, I I had to skim the news really fast, mm-hmm. okay? And so I think what I saw is that Dodge is coming out with a new caravan. It's an import from Central America. Um, oh, so yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, the old the and, Dodge caravan coming from the south. Yes. Yeah. How many? And then, how many? Uh, is it roomy? Can it fit a lot of people inside? Is that a big selling point? Um, you know, apparently. Uh, Apparently it's it's quite roomy. Okay. Grande you you could say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, what were you about to say? What was the next great news thing? Oh, and then there's some big ad cam awareness campaign for the US Postal Service taking place as well. So everybody's pretty everyone's been learning about, you know, all of the different shipping mechanisms that the postal service offers and pricing right. and, and all of it. So yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Is there I mean, about, I, I haven't there's really... about to be an explosion in the post office industry. Is that what you're trying to say? Is that uncouth? Should yeah. I delete that. Uh, it's pretty rough. I mean, none of them, went, none of the bombs went off, but um, I mean, yeah, I guess we're referencing that, that a lot of prominent public figures were mailed uh, explosive devices or suspicious packages. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like I've been dodging the news. I think I do this when you get close to elections, is because it just gets to be like too much. It is you certainly know? a lot. That's right. why Zach. That's why we just need a monarchy. Then we would clear up all this silly election nonsense. I keep saying that you wouldn't have to stand in line. Right. Okay. People, they keep you get to watch your next. You get to watch your next ruler grow up so you would know what to expect. <laughs> right. We've known we've known this king since he was a wee lad of seven, and look how far he's come. Right. But people, I mean, look, imagine if we just knew that Baron Trump was going to be the next world le- next president of the United States. We could start preparing ourselves for that. Right. We could watch as he grew and, like, put muscle on that gangly body. I don't know. He seems like we a nice kid. We don't insult. Okay, there's a list of Trumps that we do insult, but there's also a list that we don't. Okay, we don't insult Barron, and we don't insult Melania. But we do. Who is the on the? Is everyone else on the other side? Yeah, I mean, especially um, the daughters. <laughs> but then Eric and Don Jr. I mean, like, what what can you say about them that wouldn't be making fun of them? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Kimberly, she seems so nice, though. I say that not knowing a single thing about her. But there is not a Kimberly. Wait, no. Who's the other one? Who's the Tiffany? One? Tiffany. It's all the same name. It doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. With all due respect to any Tiffany's and Kimberly's we have listening out there. You know. You know. That's okay. That's how well-informed we are. It's funny. We were like, well, we'll start giving news updates. And then I'm literally like, that requires me to watch the news on a regular (laughs) basis. And I can't. Like, I can't bring myself to do it. uh, Yeah. It's, hey, you committed to it. That's what we do. We commit to things and we follow through mostly. Uh, My brother got married this past Saturday. That's some actual news. He did? Yeah. He got married and it was a beautiful ceremony and... The priest, Father Scott, gave what was probably top five, top three homily I've ever heard in my life. It was pretty amazing. Like he just, he just told, he came out there and he just told the people what the people needed to know. Plus, he graduated high school with my brother, so you could tell that he was just so excited to be doing the marriage of a friend that he's known for 20 years. Like you could see the joy on his face. Um, and yeah, he just, the, the homily was filled with some slight digs at my brother, playful digs, but also 
um, you know, some actual like good analysis on the readings and some good good mentions about sacrifice and what goes into a good marriage. It had it all, Zach. He he's the one that should have the podcast, not us. Is basically what I'm saying. Makes sense. Did you have to assault anybody for stealing communion? No, no, we didn't. That I I can't let that become my brand, Zach. I can't like I can't jump the shark on that. I did that once. And uh you're like the Liam Neeson of communion hosts. Yeah, I just re I just repackage it so it like is it's a a new movie, but it's basically just the same movie every time. But yeah. Yes. Like every other taken featuring Matt Baker every other week I come do a solo episode and I'm like let's talk about the Eucharist let's talk about communion I just yeah I don't know but yeah it was good we uh my brother Chris and I gave best man speeches we were co-best men and uh, mine went over well and Chris's was really good Chris did a nice job of joking around and like kind of inside joke but in a way that everyone can understand you we've all you've been you've been to weddings where they the speeches are like a little too inside and no one gets it and no one's laughing right you know yeah. chris uh he somehow did it to where they were inside jokes that everyone could understand it was brilliant so everyone was laughing um and went over good they had an ice cream sandwich station where you could make your own ice cream sandwiches so what yeah, I know. Yeah, you've you've just gone down the list. Like you're now at at best third favorite baker. I know. Well that's good. It's pretty hard to drop from there, but it Yeah, so that's uh that's the the update. They are gonna spend a few days at Disneyland and then go off to Bora Bora. Which is a nice small island in the Pacific, I think, unless I'm completely wrong. But I think I'm right. You know where I hope to honeymoon? Where? Gullah Gullah Island. <laughs> what is that? You've heard of that place? You don't? You've never heard of Gullah Gullah Island? I don't know. Is that what is it? Is that Gulliver's Travels? No, it's 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 from a Nickelodeon show. Maybe it's after your time. It probably is. What show? The show was called Gullah Gullah Island. Oh well, then it definitely is because I had no idea what the, the name of that show. There was like this creature named Binya Winya Pollywog on the show that was like a puppet, but then everybody else was real. And they never really explained why there was this weird puppet creature, <laughs> at least that I can remember. Can you say the puppet's it was good. name one more time? I think it was Binya Winya Pollywog. That's amazing. I think. Let me, let me Google it. Anyway, back to the wedding thing. You know, my... Uh, like I've most of the weddings I've been to, the best man speech is decent. Yeah, but the maid of honor speech is like always the cringiest moment. Mm-hmm. The sometimes it's really good. I've been to weddings where there was a really good maid of honor speech, but usually it's like it's like let me talk about me, and then oh by the way, my friend's getting married, but more about me. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I uh no, you want to hear the line? Can I I I'll tell you the line that really won people over in my speech. You ready for it? Let's hear it's it. It's a very sweet line. You can use it too. I said his his wife's name is Stephanie. So I said, "Stephanie, a lot of people are going to tell you about the moment that they knew that you and Adam were right for each other or that you would end up together forever." For me, I knew you would be a baker when I realized that everything that annoys me about my family annoys me about you also. And that that's what brought the house down. That's amazing. Isn't it sweet? I thought it was a sweet line. It's funny. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh that's me patting myself on the back for a best man speech. Good job. We should have just recorded your speech and had that be the episode. Oh, that would have been great. I think my mom did record it, but um, we'll see. Maybe we can 
Oh, well, that's Patreon. I'm about to call her up. No, that's a Patreon tier. Listen to my best yes. best man speech. What? It's like a hundred dollar a month Patreon tier. A hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Matt, like at some point we're going to have to pay people to listen to you. Just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Yeah. Ouch. But uh, yeah, that was a great weekend. Great weekend. I'm back. Two week, two weddings in three weeks. I don't have another wedding to go to until April, I think. And uh, yeah. does this mean all of your siblings are married? No, just one. Chris is not married, and I am oh, okay. also not married. And I only have there's three of us, so okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a big week in the Catholic Church, Zach. We have a couple of we have one. Uh, holy day of obligation and another not day of obligation but just as great day i think is the technical name this week what's the thing they were doing online it's a holy day of opportunity oh yeah yeah yeah. no that's so what that means zach is uh you have a chance to go to mass that day so you should take it as opposed to all the other days when you don't have an opportunity to go to mass this one you have an opportunity to go to. See, they, we need to offer our services. Be like, okay, before you do anything new or try to put out any new phrases, mm-hmm. check with Zach and Matt, and we will tell you <laughs> if it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, we are the authority on all stupid phrases around here. But I don't... It's just one of those yes. things. Like, is someone... Is someone... Okay, if you call something a holy day of obligation... And someone is turned off by that. If what do they did they think that by like they were going to pull a fast one on them by saying it's a holy day of opportunity? Like I don't right. They're like they're like I'm okay with the part about you have to go to mass, but calling it an obligation. Yeah. Oh, an opportunity makes it seem like it's my choice. Like, well, technically, it is always your choice. Even though you're obligated to go, you still have a choice not to go and, you know, cast mortal sin upon yourself. But hey, whatever. Did they stop? Whatever. Did they stop doing that? Is it not called a day of opportunity anymore? Or do we have bigger things to worry about? I mean, that was like a meme. Like, that was just something people were saying online. Mm. It was like, we should think of it as a holy day of opportunity. It's like, Mm -hmm. should we? Should we though? I don't. I don't think of our 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 soon to be coming Patreon as a as a uh, Patreon. It's more of a patriotunity. Well, that is an opportunity. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. giving us your money is something that we're very fortunate to offer you the opportunity to do that <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. But anyway. I I wish that I could be our listeners so that I could give us money. Yeah, you could. But you uh know, so they're very lucky. November 1st and November 2nd, we have All Saints Day and we have All Souls Day. And that all the saints and all the all souls. All the saints and all the souls, and this comes fresh on the heels of Halloween. October thirty first. Uh, so, so we just we tried to take we tried to take that pagan holiday back, right, and jam some jam some saints up against it to really let it know who's boss. Um, no, I think there was some pagan festival, but that uh, I mean, the actual thirty first was more of an offshoot of All Souls. But real quick, the series actually backs up even further than that. Did you know this? Did you hear about this? Okay. So, prior to All Saints Day, which is always November 1st, you have the last Sunday of October. Right. Okay. Which which is always um, the Feast of Christ the King. Oh, right. Yes. And uh, it's sort of paired with these. So, Christ the King is a, uh, a feast day instituted by the living the the not living well living eternally <laughs> a legend 
Pius XI mm-hmm. with his wonderful encyclical Quas Primus. And remember, everything Pius XI wrote is something you should read. Um, anyway, so what, what we kind of have with that is sort of the, the, the right order of things is that first you have the head, you have Christ the King, and then you have the body, the saints. So um, the placement of the feast day of Christ the King is really important for that reason. It, it always kind of immediately precedes you know, it happens just before you get to All Saints and All Souls Day. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right, Zach. So then why do we need an All Saints Day when each saint has their own feast day? Is this just a commemoration of all of them, like one giant birthday for everyone? Like we're having a – like we didn't have enough money for cupcakes at the school for everyone, so we're just going to celebrate everybody's birthday on the same day type of thing um i mean it's almost kind of like that but also you know obviously not all the saints have feast days there's plenty of um you know canonized saints who aren't on the calendar but then there's also lots of we assume and well and we know lots of people in heaven who don't have a feast day at all and they're not canonized and you know their names haven't been revealed to Mm -hmm. the universal church okay um and so this, yeah, this is their feast day. So, you know, everything from saints that aren't on the calendar, who we know of, to, um, you know, totally anonymous martyrs who died for the faith or, or pious people. and um, But also even, you know, if there's baptized children who die before the age of reason, you know, this is their feast day. Um, lots so basically, of, you know, there, there's... Anyone who's in heaven and who's has reached sanctified perfection basically yeah everyone in heaven okay so, them. so if you're if your uncle dies in a state of grace and goes to heaven this is his day yes okay that's pretty awesome yeah so get it together uncles just kidding <laughs> not really though um well i mean so that begs the question and this is a Serious-ish question, I guess, since heaven is outside of space and time. Do they? Is there any certain? Do all the saints celebrate on this day, or is this not actually a day up in heaven? You know what I'm trying to. You know what I'm getting at. Like, do they have to go to work? Yeah, yeah. Do they get the day off from heaven work? No, I, it's just something I never actually thought about. If like, if feast days are commemorated in heaven of the saints or if they are so busy you know in in the if they're so busy up there seeing god face to face that they are not worried about that type of thing you know what i'm saying you understand what i'm saying yeah i mean i think that they rejoice with us when we're rejoicing okay yeah that makes sense yeah, I mean, I I think in a sense, yeah, they're they're celebrating with us. Okay, that's just a spur of the moment thought I had that I didn't run by you before the podcast. This is what this is what keeps. See, that's the that's the thing. Just kidding. This is what keeps the podcast uh, fresh. I know I'm over here mouthing like, "What is he saying?" Um, just kidding. So I, according to my. Uh, total understanding of the feast day and also my googling i believe this the all saints day was started in on may 13th 609 or 610 by pope boniface the fourth or boniface boniface yeah that's gonna be my third guest yeah i mean it's a very ancient feast day i mean it even i mean even just, you know, architecturally in Rome, you have the Pantheon in pagan Rome was dedicated to all the gods. And so, you know, after um, our Lord instituted the church and and Rome embraced the faith, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the Pantheon became a, a place, you know, in honor of all the saints. And so, yeah, I mean, the commemorating all the saints is a very ancient thing. And, yeah, the feast day itself is one of the, the old ones. Okay, so... Uh the Feast of All Saints on its current date is traced back to the foundation by Pope Gregory the Third. 
of an oratory in St. Peter's for the relics of the holy apostles and of all saints, martyrs, and confessors, of all the just made perfect who were at rest throughout the world, with the date moved to the 1st of November and the May 13th feast day suppressed. So that's that. That's pretty nice. There we go. No, I like the idea. It, it It makes total sense. The idea, like, you. that's a good point about the how they would always commemorate all of their gods, right? And they would do all that. So um, it, make, it makes sense that we do that in the correct way with people that actually are real and make sense and not just fake, fake gods that are idols that need to be smited. Yeah, fraudulent gods, yeah. very fake gods. Okay. Um, yes, well, and there's a lot of really neat traditions that sort of spring up um around all saints day like um you'll see and families at my parish still do this so basically you know you pick a saint that you you dress up as and you kind of learn about that saint and make a whole day out of it Mm -hmm. um we have a a thing that we do at our parish called stump the sister so there's a there are discalced carmelites uh in dallas near our parish modern day and the families basically they the children will dress up as a saint and then they'll learn three facts about the the saint and then the sisters invite us into the parlor so we can see them behind the grate cuz the carmelites are are cloistered and you know each of the children takes a turn um standing up in front of the sisters and reading out the three clues that they have for who they are as a saint and then the sisters try to guess who it is oh that's fun yeah one and like you know it's it's neat because so much so many different people from the parish show up and it's it's always kind of an honor to be invited into the parlor of a Carmelite monastery yeah for sure because um, I mean they don't uh, obviously they they live a life of prayer and contemplation and, and they don't just you know open that up for everybody um, and it, it's kind of neat uh, I mean like they'll start studying weeks in advance with Butler I mean and, and I've I've been there and I've like the parents get really creative and try to get saints that you know will stump the sisters, mm-hmm. but it's surprising how much you know they know these nuns. And, and so you made a reference to Butler, meaning Butler's Lives of the Saints, the basically the book that breaks down all the saints in great detail too. It's really intimidating. I I don't have a physical copy. I have a copy on my phone, and it's. It's crazy. There's just so, like, you get stuck reading this thing for hours. Especially, too, if you try and just read. I tried to commit, and I failed, spoiler alert, but I tried to commit to reading about all the saints that were commemorated that day, and it's long. It was ta- it got, got to the point where it was taking forever, and I just kind of quit. But, yeah. So if they can, if they... If the nuns can pick out saints based on that, that's super impressive. Right. It's neat. And, I mean, yeah, good call with catching butlers. I totally forgot. I just kind of slipped that reference in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, there's a, there, it's like a four-volume set of books. And it's they have it at the bookshop in my parish, and it's so tempting every week to buy it but it's like $200 and it's it's not what I need to be spending money on right now. What do you what, what do you have to spend money on like uh drugs and alcohol, Zach? Is that a better use of your $200? No, I have insurance for drugs and oh, right. alcohol isn't that expensive. Um no. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where like I have a lot of books I haven't read yet. I know. And That's, I keep filling the shelf. But I'll, I'll justify it as like, well, this is a reference work. You know, this is, needs to be on the shelf for reference. It's not something I, I have to read cover to cover. Yeah, how else will people be impressed by my library when they walk into my palatial estate? Yes, yes, your palatial estate. No, it's funny, though, because then people will, like, walk in and they'll see the books I have. And they're like, wow, you have all these books. And I'm always like, sorry I'm not smarter, but I haven't read <laughs> most of them. Yeah. These are just show books. They're not for reading. They're for staring at. Yeah, it's like I've thumbed through some of them preparing for the podcast, but um, hopefully I, you know, I've always had this goal of getting, like, hit by a 
a commercial vehicle and and getting like a giant settlement so I can just sit home and read every day. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have goals. That's one of the most important things about life. What I like about dressing up for All Saints Day is in my head when we were younger, it was just like the teacher telling us that All Saints Day was coming and then issuing like a not a stern warning, but just like something that along the lines of I don't want all of you dressing up like St. Francis of Assisi. Like, because we only knew, like, two <laughs> saints back then. So it was like, you know, please at least attempt to not all come as the same saint. Right. They get pretty creative at our parish. Like, I've seen them dress up as, like, the English martyrs. Um, you know, and you've got, like, the famous saints, like St. Juan Diego, who was the seer of um, Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, also ones that like I didn't I hadn't heard of. So it's pretty cool. I had a friend that dressed up as uh, uh Marie Antoinette, so not not a canonized saint, but you know, hopefully she's in heaven interceding for us. I hope we get pictures of Jake forcing his daughters into St. Oscar Romero costumes for All Saints Day this year. That's true. Catholic Twitter babies better have good All Saints costumes. We're putting the Helmix on notice. We're putting Katie McGrady's child on notice. We're putting Jake's children on notice. If you have children, they are on notice. Tommy, I know, I'm about to tweet this out. Dress right up now. your children like saints. Who else am I leaving out? Haley, dress up your children like saints. That's that's all I got. Those are all the people I know on Twitter that have kids. I, I ran out of them. Okay. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm excited for this. I just tweeted it. I just, I just put something out on the Twitters about this topic, this very topic. A mid-podcast tweet? A mid-podcast tweet oh. in MPT. Yeah, those happen every week. Uh, okay, so that's All Saints Day. So All Souls Day. What What I like about All Souls Day... You ready for this? This is a big one. Um, Let's hear it. I don't know. I'm probably hyping it up too much. But this, so, so basically this is the day for all the souls of the faithful who have died but are not in heaven. Also not in hell. They're just they're in purgatory. So they haven't been cleansed from the temporal punishment of venial sin and from the attachment... Uh, and from attachment to mortal sin. So they can't enter heaven yet. But they get a day. And what I like about this day is we need to remember to pray for the souls in purgatory. Because that is how they get out of purgatory. And then also, if you pray for the souls in purgatory, they will be praying for you once they get to heaven. So it's like it's like an everybody benefits from this thing type of thing. Yes. Everybody who benefits from your prayers and good works as far as salvation will be there to greet you when you arrive in heaven. And it's it's interesting just to reflect on that, you know? Yeah, so imagine just putting in a lot of prayer for someone in purgatory. And then when you die in a state of grace, because you will, because you have gone to confession a bunch and received the sacraments like a good person, um, then just, yeah, just imagine getting to heaven and being greeted by these people that you prayed for to make it through purgatory. It's got to be such a, such a delight. It's the only word I can think of to associate with that moment. Yeah, definitely. Now, there are indulgences that can be gained during this time, right? And I believe that one is visiting a cemetery. Do you have to visit a cemetery yep. on the day or within the octave of the days? I think you could do it the whole month of November. Oh wow! Can you gain it? Can you gain an indulgence every single day throughout the month? Isn't that terrible? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to Google it mid show. 
Oh no, we're tweeting mid show and Googling at mid show. We'd rather Google mid show and be correct than um just start saying random stuff. Right. Cause like I know families that do this. So I mean they'll load up in the car and they'll drive over to the cemetery and they'll pray a few Hail Marys mm-hmm. and then they'll drive home. Yeah, it's November. Okay. The whole month. That's great. Yeah, and you can walk yeah. around. And also, cemeteries are pretty fascinating places, right? Because just to walk around and see when these people were born and when they died. If you're near a, if you're near a, an older cemetery and you just see people from hundreds of years ago, or it, I don't know, I've always found it pretty interesting. I also don't go to cemeteries a ton, so I'm not. I guess I don't find it interesting enough to do it a lot, but when I do go, it's always fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, I know families, they don't necessarily even get out of the car. Like, they just pull up next to it. But then they'll walk around and pray sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they also just go and do the prayer and visit uh, in order to pray for the souls in purgatory and gain the indulgence. I, there's a There's a cemetery... So since I since I live in Los Angeles, Zach, there are lots of dead famous people buried in cemeteries around me, and uh, I've I've really wanted to go to the cemetery in Westwood, be, and I haven't done that yet. I should, but that's where Peter Falk is buried, and he played Columbo, and I've really wanted to go see the the grave of Columbo. Is that? Is that strange, or is that just uh, a completely normal thing? I mean, I think it's strange, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Have you watched Columbo? I have not. Oh, it's brilliant! You should watch Columbo. Did you did you know? Do you know the premise of the show? So it's a, um, it's old murder mystery from the sixties and seventies. And, oh wow! And what they so like from when you were growing up? Yeah, when I when I was in high school, and uh, mm-hmm. no. So what they do is at the beginning of every episode they show you the murder, and then the show is about Columbo trying to figure it out. So you're you already know what's going on, but you have to watch him try and figure it out, and it's brilliant. It's funny and it's compelling. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. That's cool. Do you know what that's called? The, you know what that like the term for that is when you know you when you know the answer. What is that called? It's it's called dramatic irony. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the whole time you're sitting there and you're like, no, it's this, it's this, it's this, but you know they can't hear you because they're inside the TV, and that's yeah, that's dramatic irony. Yeah, and watching them try and figure out these cases, it's it's great. It, the laughs are there. It, it's it's all there, Zach. This is my. All Souls Day pitch for Columbo. That's why I, I like it. I like old TV. I don't. I think TV gets worse pretty much every year, except for Downton Abbey, of course, mm-hmm. and The Crown. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I bet. I bet the listeners weren't expecting a like five minutes on Columbo. I mean, I'd never even heard of Columbo, so I'm, you know, hey. Oh, Zach. I learned something new. I, sometimes I learn something new on this podcast. You referenced that one Nickelodeon show, and I referenced an old show from the 60s and 70s, so we're, you know, we're right in our, our wheelhouses. Yes. But getting back to All Souls Day. Now, mm-hmm. indulgences, when you get the indulgence, the indulgence is used, it they're used for people they're used for us right but also for people in purgatory like you can actually you can actually uh what is it give give your indulgence to someone in purgatory right so if you gain one and you can and this is the way it was explained to me correct me if i'm wrong i will (laughs) thank you uh if i gain an indulgence me matt baker and say uh, my uncle, my uncle Phil, has passed away and is in purgatory, or what I, or I, I assume that he is in purgatory, and I say I want this indulgence that I have gained to go to my uncle Phil. It will get it will get to him, and it will help him to get out of purgatory. But 
if Uncle Phil is not in purgatory because he is in heaven or he is in the bad place, then that indulgence will go to someone else in purgatory. Yes, nothing is um nothing is wasted. Right. No grace. I kind of have like a hierarchy set up. So I like have a list of my relatives who have passed away who I pray for. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hope that they've already made it to heaven. But it, you know, if, if they haven't um you know, it's kind of like, well uh, you know, I, I just sort of trust. I basically, I had the the list of like, you know, I'm praying for this one, but should he already be in heaven? You know, goes to to this one, and should she already be in heaven? It goes to this one. Mm. Um, yeah, and so you know, you can do that. You can just make it because you know, I just kind of have a list I keep of relatives who I pray for, um, and I've tried to find as many names as I can. You know, going backwards. Oh, that's cool. But that way, you know. Yeah, I mean, no offense to everyone else. I just want, you know, like you said, the the indulgence, the graces, they don't get wasted if they're not needed, um, you know, because the person's already in heaven or, you know, unfortunately, maybe the person's in hell. Uh, someone still gets it, but I try to make sure it's still someone I know because, you know, got to be some perks to knowing me. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me now on Twitter and you will get thrown into the indulgence hierarchy. That should be your pitch. That's true. Speaking of, we're going to have a pre-say mass for all of our listeners. Really? Yeah, I was talking to him about it. That's pretty awesome. We'll let everyone know when that's coming so they can kind of join their intentions to it. Speaking of masses, I I believe All Souls Day is priests are permitted to say three masses that day. Mm-hmm. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so, um, I mean, kind of like you said, priests are able to say three Masses on All Souls Days. Mm-hmm. And, like, at, at my parish, they do. Like, one after the other after the other. There would be, you know, three low Masses in a row. Yeah, right, back to back to um, back. Yeah. And, you know, that's because you can earn additional indulgences on All Souls Day. And you can pray. We also have a book which is kind of neat. It's on the altar for the entire month of November, and in it it has the names of all of the, you know, dead relatives and friends of people in the parish. And so, you know, when I first joined the parish, I made a big list of everyone I I could, you know, all the names I had of of relatives who had died. And then each year since, you know, I just add the new names because the other ones are already in it. And Mm so, you know, this year, uh, anyone who pays much attention to my social media, I've had a lot of deaths kind of a family and family friends mm-hmm. um and it's been comforting looking forward knowing that you know i'm going to put their names in the book and then you know that's going to be on the altar not just this november but you know every november going on you know when mass is said and so you know they'll be prayed for consistently um and so it you know it's a neat it's a neat thing and i mean it just kind of again you know it reminds us to to plan for and look forward to our own death, but also, you know, to remember those who have already, have already gone. Yeah. Because hopefully one day someone will be remembering us. Yes, please do. I have a lot. I'm going to, I'll probably be in purgatory a long time people. So keep, keep that going. I don't know. What if you could die and, and you know, you could die like as a martyr Saving the saving oh, this that's po- true. saving this podcast from the evil clutches of uh, a heretic or something. Probably get hacked to death. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, so that's that's kind of the days. I I don't know what else is there. Did we leave any good stuff out? Um, I mean, there's a lot to be said on both of these topics. But I, I just think it's a neat it's a neat occasion. I mean, on All Souls Day, the priests will be in black vestments, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, requiem, requiem vestments. Yes, um, I I just think it's a good time to remember our dead relatives and friends and those who have gone before us. So think about our own death, and you know we we did our episode on death and how we think it's a good thing to think about death. Yeah, of course. Um, and I will say, you know, we did that episode 
there were, you know, three kind of significant deaths in my own life after we did that episode. And um, I was very thankful of all the time I've spent reflecting on death and of, of the reminders to do so that we get from people um, like Sister um, Aletheia and others who encourage that devotion because it's it, it's nice not to be caught off guard and to know what you're facing when you face a death. Um, I think it was it was much. I don't want to say easier, but you know I was better able to process what was happening because I'd spent so much time thinking about death in general mm-hmm. that once it happened in particular, you know I was I was ready for it, and it doesn't make it less sad or anything, but it 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 gives it a different meaning, um, and so you know I I will my my. Uh, highly recommend you know using the time to to think about death and that sounds so you know negative or macabre or something but really you you start to understand the beauty of life more the more you reflect on and 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 think about death oh yeah no that would make it a lot easier to go through if you there's some positives to take away from the experience right instead of just moping around like you're Mary for two and a half seasons of Downton Abbey, killjoying every single thing that ever comes your way. At least you can think of the happy moments. Right. 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 <laughs> right. 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 And I mean, it's 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 definitely going to happen. That's I think that's the thing. Like you know, death is is something that we're all going to have to go through. Um. You know, we that's that's this that's the deal we got right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't make sense to set yourself up to be surprised when someone you know goes through it or you know, when you're facing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, you know, that's the thing. It, something about the last couple generations of our society, there's just no thought about it, you know. And you see people completely unprepared to face the realities of someone they know dying because, you know, it's just been hidden and... Um, you know, everything, people used to die in their homes. Right. Okay. For better or for worse, most people die in hospitals now. Yeah. Um, well, but there's also the idea of we've just tried to remove suffering as much as we can, right? And the ultimate suffering is death. So that would, it would make sense that if you try to, coddle and remove suffering from every aspect of life that the ultimate suffering would come as such a shock that you wouldn't know how to process it right well and that's the thing and so I mean you can you can save yourself a lot of that trauma by reflecting on it and again it's not going to make it any less yeah sad. I don't I, I mean, don't want to demean I didn't want to sound like I was downplaying the act that death I'm not I'm just you know making a comment on other things Right. But yeah. Okay. Well, do you on a happy note, do you have any Halloween costumes from your past that you're particularly proud of? I mean, I was a Power Ranger for several years in a row. Same Power Ranger or different um, one? I mean, I think I was the Blue Ranger more than once and then I was the White Ninja Ranger. Oh yeah. The White Ninja Ranger was the Green Ranger, but like Supersized, right? Yes. Okay. Um, but my all-time favorite was actually one year I was a like a, a Reese, like a, a a package of Reeses, you know, mm-hmm. like the orange thing. Yes, I do. Um, and my mom actually made that costume herself, and so that's one reason it was neat. But it was it was like it was unique. My mom made it by hand, um, and it, it was a cool it was a cool costume. That's that's probably my favorite one. Looking back, that's amazing. We need to see pictures of that. I wonder if we can get one. Huh, let me let me let me text Nancy Mabry. Yeah, okay, you just doxed your mom on this podcast. I did. Never oh. mind. That's cool. Reese, Reese's and Power Rangers, two great things. Do you still like? What do you? What's your deal now that you're an old soul? Do you still dress up? I saw there was a picture of you in a trash can on Twitter today. Yeah, I was jumping out of that to scare people in the office today. Okay, but that wasn't a costume. No. Okay. Um. So normally, if I'm going to do a costume, I like it's to me. It's fun to do the All Saints thing. Mm-hmm. So, like the last time I dressed up, uh, some friends and I we dressed up as the North American Jesuit Martyrs. That's cool. 
Yeah, so I was like in a cassock and all that. It's funny because I sent a picture to a priest friend, and he's like, "Do not attempt to absolve anyone that can get you excommunicated, even as a joke." <laughs> okay, that's good advice. So be careful in, in those costumes. Yeah, and those North American Jesuit martyrs; those are real men too. Yes, the Jesuits were Catholic back then. <laughs> but um, Ching. All right. Great. I think uh, I'm going to forego Saint of the Week this week because of All Saints Day. We'll just say that every saint is the Saint of the Week this week. And that's not an excuse. That's not me saying I didn't research any. I did. I just thought that this would be the better route. I agree. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad when we agree. Well... That's uh that's about it for me. Do you have any final words for the people, Zach? Um you know, I guess just really I really challenge everyone to to really dive into All Souls Day and the November Memorials of the Dead. Um I, I really think that it's it's a neat devotion and, and something you'll you'll appreciate, you know, really diving into. Good. Helpful advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got some we got some great shows coming up. By the way, we got some interviews coming up that I think everyone will really like. So, stay tuned for those. Keep sending keep sending feedback our way. We like actual, genuine feedback, whether it be positive or negative, um, because it helps us grow and it helps us move the podcast in a you know in a better direction. So, if you have any have any advice or criticisms we would love to hear them yes we would all right gang we will talk to you next time see ya